Girlfriends, welcome to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. We're your hosts, Miosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture, and all things womanhood. Our top goal this year is to grow our podcast audience. So if you're new here or you're an avid listener to the podcast, please subscribe, leave us a five star rating, write a review, and be sure to share this episode with a girlfriend or two. All right, we're going to get into our first segment today, which is called Girl, What's Good, where we talk about something we've been loving for the past couple of weeks or months. It could be a podcast, a book, a store, anything that you've been loving. So Samaria, what's been good with you? All right, so there is this show that was on CBS, but now is on OWN, and it's called All Rise. And I had always wanted to catch it because it has Simone Missick as the main character. And Mm. I don't know if you are familiar with her, but she was the detective in Luke Cage, if you saw that on Netflix. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, but she's she's an excellent actress. And then I believe like the show got canceled on CBS, but recently got picked up again um, by Oprah Winfrey's network. So yeah, I binged it on Hulu, like the first, I think two seasons. Mm-hmm. And then um, now I have access to watch the new episodes that come on every Tuesday. So yeah, it's called All Rise. And yeah, it's just a really like fun, but good show. Um, it's about obviously like court <laughs> and her being a judge and things like that. But it's a really good show. I enjoy it a lot. And I love seeing her kill it. Okay, okay. Well, I guess today's theme is shows because I have a show that's been good with me and it's called Severance. The premise of the show is that there are these people where they sign up for a program, either knowingly or unknowingly. I don't want to say too much or give Mm -hmm. away too much of the show where they sign up and the idea is that their life is severed, meaning that they have a home life in a work life. Mm -hmm. So while they're at home, they don't know anything about their work life. They don't know what they do for a living. They don't know the people that they work with. (laughs) And then while they're at work, they know nothing about their home life. So they don't know if they have kids, if they're married, if they have any type of weird habits. And so as you can imagine, if your life is split in two and you can't remember yeah like the two biggest portions you know what that could lead to so yeah it's a I would say it's a science fiction psychological thriller Mm -hmm. I will say that the show does move pretty slow but in the beginning the first Mm -hmm. episode or two but once it gets going it is very interesting and I don't think I've seen a show with that premise yet to date. Maybe there is another one out there, but I haven't seen it. But yeah, the name of it is called Severance. And I believe it comes on Apple TV. If not, I'll list it in the show notes so that you all know where to find it. Oh, wow. Interesting. I would I would be interested in watching that show. I, I love yeah. shows. <laughs> I've been back watching Survivor again, like the season. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Ugh, I love Samaria it. and her Survivor and Big Brother. Don't. 
those are some excellent competition shows. The Amazing Race, Big Brother Survivor, The Challenge. Honestly, any type of like competition show I can probably get into, but mm -hmm. Severance sounds really good. And I would be interested in seeing that. Do you still watch The Mass Singer? That's another one you were into. I do not watch The Mass Singer mm. anymore, uh, but it, I think it was a good show for the moment. It probably mm -hmm. still is. Again, I just haven't watched it. They had another one, I Can See Your Voice, that I used mm. to watch. I think uh, they're on break right now. So when the new season comes back, I'll probably watch that. But that one was really good because they would have uh, people like lip sync mm -hmm. and the contestant would have to, figure out with the help of the panel who could actually sing and who couldn't and mm. you know work their way up to I think it's like ten thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or something like that but yeah great show okay maybe I don't know this is something we need to talk about offline like your top competition shows that's your thing oh okay now of all <laughs> time or like right now I don't, I don't know we'll we'll figure it out <laughs> offline but now I'm interested down <laughs> all right we're gonna get into today's topic which is how open are you to feedback in a few previous episodes which hopefully you've been listening and watching on youtube we've briefly touched on giving and receiving feedback and we even had an episode a long time ago called not all good advice is useful advice mm -hmm. but either way we wanted to have a larger conversation specifically on receiving feedback because we think that people including myself have the tendency to think that we're more open to feedback and criticism than what we actually are even in situations where we're the ones asking for it now i will say that a certain level of criticalness does come with receiving feedback, you may have to take a moment and say, okay, is this coming from the right place, the right person, the right time? However, I think that guarded and criticalness can sometimes affect just how open we are in general to feedback. So to start off, I'm going to read a quote from Magda Civil. She's an influencer that we follow on Instagram. And she put a quote on her page. I'm not sure if she's the original person who said it, but she put it on her page. And it says, if you can't be corrected without being offended, you will never grow in life. So Samaria, what are your initial thoughts on this quote? And do you feel like it resonates with you? I think... It's an interesting quote. It depends on who you are, right? So for me, there are a lot of factors that go into the correction and the offense, right? So I can be offended by somebody and sit down and think about it and say, okay, their delivery was off. I don't ever want to talk to them again, <laughs> but you know, maybe I'll take one fourth of the advice that they gave me because it actually applies you know mm -hmm. like i won't put myself in danger just for spite you know like just to not do what the person said or not to take in the correction that they gave me you know um so yeah i don't know that i i agree with it but there are some conditions including tone the person who says it what the relationship looks like yeah, because I think sometimes offense is necessary, but just because there's offense, that doesn't mean I throw everything out. Mm, yeah, what yeah. do you I think I understand where she was 
going or whoever originally said the quote was going with uh, with the idea of it. But I think be, just because you're offended by something, that doesn't mean that you can't take something from it or grow mm-hmm. from it. I think it's okay to be in your feelings. And like you said, depending on this, the circumstances surrounding the feedback, yeah, it may be warranted or not, you know, maybe, maybe not, but that doesn't, I don't know that that means that you can't grow in life. Mm. So if I were to maybe, I guess, recreate the quote, I would okay. maybe leave out the offended part and maybe say, if you can't be corrected, then maybe it can be harder to grow in life. I know I've had experiences where I felt some type of way. I've been tight about what's been said, but I can think on it, sleep on it, come back to it and be like, okay, I can be open to it. Yeah. It doesn't affect, it doesn't affect your growth. Like you don't let that affect you getting to where you need to. Mm -mm. Um, Then that's just like counterproductive. Like I'm going to make sure I'm in a worse position just because you, you know, said this, but I do think, um, there are people who every every time there's correction, there's offense. And so I think if the quote is for those people, I absolutely get it because I think there are some who are so stuck in how they've done things or this is the right way or I'm right, you're wrong. Like I think there are people who are literally not open to their behaviors being corrected. There could be two people saying it, three people saying it, four people, five people, and they will not hear it. So I think that's who the quote is directed toward because it's like, you will literally remain stagnant if you are doing things wrong. Like we talked about this a little bit in our cutting people off episode where, you know, there are some people who just continuously like cut people off when there's any type of friction or any type of feedback that they don't like. And for those people, I don't think they're growing because they're not working on conflict resolution. They're not really working on how to be in relationship with people. So I can see where this quote is heading and who it resonates with. So I won't change (laughs) it, but I don't necessarily think it applies to me. That's all. Okay. Yeah. But I guess on a scale of one to 10, how open would you say you are to receiving feedback from people who you trust and Mm -hmm. like people who have your best interest at heart? So one is keep all your thoughts to yourself and five is, oh, I can't get enough. I'd say most days I'm a four. Okay. But if the timing is wrong, even if it is from the right person, the right place, I might be at a two or three. Oh, that's a good point. Timing is everything. Timing for me really is everything. And it's, I guess it, it would involve that person maybe being able to read the room because <laughs> I've had situations where, you know, I think it's from a great place. I've maybe even told them, hey, this isn't the right time, but they still proceeded. Mm. So in that instance, I was at a one. And you're not moving me. All the way guarded. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, so of course I'm thinking about the people in my life who I would like usually accept advice from. Uh, So I would say about a four, a 4.5, but 
in the end, I still have to make that final decision. So it's not just, they tell me what it is, like what their feedback is. And then I immediately act on it. I have mm-hmm. to take their feedback in and, and figure out like, how does this, does this agree with me? <laughs> you know, like, does this agree with where I see myself going and how I want this particular situation to pan out? Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have to do that evaluation. Also, I would like to point out that even if it's somebody who you trust and who has your best interest at heart, there might be certain areas where you don't accept their feedback. Mm. So uh, for example, you might be someone who gives great advice in the relationship part of my life, but when it comes to career, I can't trust your take on that because you're biased in some way. Um, You're coming with a lot of baggage of your own in that area. You can't really give me a perspective that looks at it from my point of view. You're so stuck Mm. in how you see things and what you've experienced and how you've lived that you can't really consider me, my thoughts, my feelings and and how I wanna move. So yeah, even if you're a trusted person, it depends on the area. Okay. So I guess I'm going to take a sidebar because I'm just curious. Uh, Would you say that that comes a part of the criticalness? Like if you don't feel like they can put themselves in the right headspace to have the expertise on that certain area that Mm -hmm. even if they gave great advice, it could be even right advice, but because you don't trust them in that area that you're not open. Yeah, exactly. So, and and we've, we've, talked about this like maybe last year in an episode but people who um say I don't know someone who's had multiple divorces and it just never worked out oh actually good example so remember when Wendy Williams had a lot to say about Tabitha Brown retiring her husband I don't think Wendy Williams because of all the hurt that she'd experienced and because her situation didn't pan out well, she couldn't put herself in Tabitha's shoes and realize, oh, this is a different situation than what I've experienced. And so all the advice that she could give, all the feedback that she could give was from that place of hurt, like, oh, this didn't work for me. And so it can't work for anybody. That and her being in such a public place with her divorce and everything that was going on, Mm -hmm. I think really, whatever she would have to say in regards of like relationships and love, I think in general, people would question her credibility. You know what's interesting? (laughs) I, so just from watching her show over the years, because you know, Uh she had that Ask Wendy segment. Mm -hmm. I thought she gave some really sound advice. She did. You know, especially (laughs) on like, like to women on, okay, how do I show up in a relationship or in a marriage or in a, just a situationship? Like, how do I show up? I really felt like she gave solid advice. It's just, it, it didn't apply to her situation. <laughs> and that whole time, God knows what was going on. I mean, yeah. we later find out behind the scenes, but she was still able to give solid what advice. we thought was solid advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so has there ever been a time where you felt like you were really guarded with the criticism or feedback that you received, but then later on you realize like, mm, 
they were right or you were at least thankful for it girl yes okay so I was doing my master's program and when you're in that program they assign you a specific professor to be your advisor for the next three years so whenever you're registering for classes this person has to sign off on the classes that interest you and so my advisor was a German guy and uh, I went to him after my first semester or during my first semester when I was signing up for second semester courses and I said oh these are the classes I want because I wanted a, a Tuesday Thursday schedule you know and so I was like these are the classes that I want and this is what I'm going to sign up for and he looked at it and he was like that class you're taking at 8 a.m I would not recommend that you take it he's like a lot of people drop out of it and a lot of the ones who don't drop out of it fail it so I don't think you should take your chances and I don't think you should sign up for it he's like trust me on this like all my students they come back and they tell me it's just a, a reasonably difficult class. And I was like, not him underestimating me <laughs> because I don't care if it's difficult, I'm capable and all this stuff, you know? And so I felt some type of way, I'm like, is it, like, does he think I'm limited, you know, in my intellect, like what is going on? But I took a few days and I was like, you know what? If he's saying like, his students are coming to him and a lot of people withdraw from it. And then a lot of people feel like, I just didn't want to take my chances and there were other options. And so I, I took the advice. And when I tell you, I was so grateful that I did because guess what happened? A lot of my peers whose advisors did not tell them that did take the class and either did withdraw or got Fs in it. And they were people who were just as smart, you know, like they, they didn't struggle a whole lot, you know, with school stuff. So yeah, that was definitely an event. And after that, I trusted him more like with my classes. I'm like, okay, he does have my best interest. Like he's not looking at me as somebody who can't handle this work. He's just mm -hmm. being very honest about what he's heard, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, how about you? Yeah, so I had a similar situation with my mentor mm -hmm. and I actually sought out the conversation with okay. him. And during this time, I was at a place where I felt like, hey, I'm ready to move on from my company. I'm ready to go to the next level at mm -hmm. a different place. But I had decided like, hey, I'm gonna circle with him to get his thoughts um, on kind of where my head was and what my plan would be over the next six months. And so after I laid everything out with him, he basically was like, I don't think it's the right time. I think you maybe need to develop in these certain areas. So I think it would be good for you to kind of stay put. And I will add at this time, I was going through a lot at my current company and yeah. I was just ready to get out of there. Uh, and so, yeah, he gave me the feedback and I left from the conversation feeling like, but you don't understand. Because you're not here every day. You don't know what I'm going through. Uh, you don't know how much work I've put in. How can you maybe really tell how much more growth I need? Because I wasn't working with him daily. Yeah. Uh, so he, he didn't necessarily know how much I had grown uh, because we weren't working one-on-one -on -one with each other at that time. And so I still respected his advice and mm -hmm. valued it. But my initial knee-jerk reaction was, he just don't understand. <laughs> and after 
some time, well, I would say later in the year, I realized that he was right. And it did work out in my favor for me to be still for a little bit longer. And I'll just say it worked out in a financial way for me in my favor and uh, bettering my career, me being a little bit more patient. So yeah, it was just interesting because I was the one that sought out his advice. And then I realized that, okay, Miosha, you sought out his advice, but were you really just wanting his um, okay on the plan? But not to agree with you. Yeah, I just I I was looking for a cheerleader. (laughs) Yeah, in that moment, and he was, and he still is. But I was just looking for a coach in that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he was like, let me let me get her right. (laughs) He was like, be still, Miosha, be still. But those types of situations are really difficult, though. You know, because it's like, yeah, you want to trust the people who have been at that company for a long time, or maybe have held the role that you have for a while, but then you also have to um, consider what their intentions are for you, you know? So like for you as somebody who you sought out, so perhaps you already felt like this Mm -hmm. is someone in my corner, so that made you more comfortable. But there are some times where, like I remember an old boss who was almost telling me to, well, she was telling me to chill, and just accept things as they were. But I felt like, no, this is not the time for that, you know? And, Mm. you know, I found a balance where I wasn't chilling the way she wanted me to, but, you know, I I was, I was like still pushing for what I wanted. And it ended up working out that I didn't fully take what she was saying, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to take a little bit of their feedback and not all of it, you know? Listen. (laughs) Yeah. How would you handle criticism that isn't valid, right? Or that you feel like is coming from the wrong person or at the wrong time? How would you handle that? In the past, it's depended on who it is. If it's a close family member, I'm more likely to say, okay, hear them out. Kind of just let it go in one ear out the other. I guess it depends on how much they're pressing me about it. If it's just one conversation, I'm like, okay, I've heard. Yeah. (laughs) But for other people, if I feel like they're not letting it go, I would then take the time to have a more in-depth conversation of letting them know, like, hey, I've heard you. Um, It's still my life. If I'm close with them, I still love you and care about you. may value your opinion in other areas or if it's the wrong time I would say hey in the future this is a timing that I would appreciate Mm -hmm. so that I can be more open but it really just depends on who it is how much they're pressing me about it because I've received feedback from people where they've just mentioned it once and we've moved on and then in other situations they keep bringing it back up So then I feel like, okay, we need to have a more in-depth conversation. And really it's me setting boundaries because if it it may not be something I'm interested in talking with them about. So I may have to say that like, hey, I'm just not comfortable talking with you about this. Or if I feel like it's not valid, I may explain myself once and then say, hey, I'm not comfortable rehashing this every single time I talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is a lot of value in those people who can give their critique and allow you to sit with it for a bit, you know? So I do believe that what will be, will be. 
And so if you're giving this critique and, you know, once or twice, you know, like you can give a reminder every now and then, but if you're one, an overly critical person where it's like everything this person hears from you is a critique, you've already put yourself in a position where they don't want to hear you, you know? And then if you're like nagging them about it and just like continuing to like give the feedback, you know, it just, it becomes even more difficult to take it, take it seriously. So yeah, I, I do think there's a lot of value in, and I've had to learn this like in, in my life and it's mm-hmm. gone smoothly for me since, but you tell people what it is that you are seeing, what maybe they need to be aware of, what they need to be mindful of and careful, you know, when they encounter. And then you just trust that they'll be able to handle it. And if they can't, you know, they will stumble and find their way into what's meant for them because what will be, you know? Give them the space. (laughs) Yeah, you- Let them breathe. (laughs) It is, it's, it's a very like, delicate balance I think um but yeah as far as how I might handle criticism that either isn't valid or isn't coming from the right person or isn't coming at the right time I think I would ignore it (laughs) like (laughs) I I do um so any feedback that I hear I make sure like I do digest it and then I filter it out okay I've digested it now is this a good or is this a bad is this applicable here in this situation or is it not? Because like we said, not all good advice is useful advice. It may be great advice, just not for my particular situation. And so, yeah, I would digest it, uh, sift through it and see if it's right or not. And then if I need to put it to the side, tuck it aside for a later date, I'll do that. If I need to completely ignore it, then I'll, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, as far as the wrong time, mm, I don't know. That can be difficult. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you can't tell them, okay, come back again. You know, you just have to remember it when it's the right time. Hopefully, you know, that's why you digest everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and see, see what yeah. happens. Have you have you had someone who's like giving you criticism that led to maybe a friendship ending or relationship ending, or just like affected the closeness that you had in the relationship? I haven't had a friendship in, mm-hmm. but I do know that if I'm close with someone who I feel like is more critical than necessary mm-hmm. in their critiques, I'm more guarded with them. Oh, for sure. And what I'll tell them, what my interactions look like. Obviously, once you know a person, you kind of expect it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess, manage my expectations And so I know my interactions with you that I can have certain conversations. And for the most part, you'll give your critique or feedback when I ask. Mm -hmm. You're not the friend where where I'm talking and talking and talking. And then you're like, oh, but da, 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 da. Yeah. (laughs) Typically, you, you know, most times you'll wait for me to like open up and be like, okay, well, what do you think? How do you feel about this? And then I do know that if there is an area where you see a critique that you'll handle it delicately, but the other people um, in my life who don't handle it delicately, (laughs) you know, I'm just more guarded with them. And um, I kind of manage my expectations and that this is just how they are. 
-hmm. And it's up to me to decide like the level of closeness that I'm okay with having with them. Mm, Yeah, I feel like I haven't had it where some, hmm, I was going to give one answer, but as I was talking, I'm like, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I I have had uh, someone give a criticism that has affected the closeness of a relationship. And I think I've been in a, a position where I've given a criticism that led to like, distance in a relationship as well Mm -hmm. um and so yeah i've I've experienced it on both sides and on the one hand i think it i think the person just needs to have like tact you know Mm -hmm. when they're uh, providing criticism and just understand like hey this is this is your feedback and that's that's all that it is like you know you can't i'm not a computer game you know like where now you can control where I go and how I move this isn't the sims online like it's not you know so um I think that can just how you handle that can affect the closeness in a relationship as far as the time where I felt like I gave a criticism mm, that was interesting I think yeah. till this day <laughs> like there's still some like uh in the relationship but it definitely started like got the ball rolling on distance yeah I will say too that For me, I haven't been on the other side of it, but I am very thoughtful about Mm -hmm. the feedback and criticism that I give, even when I'm asked my opinion. Uh, If someone is asking my opinion, I'm going to think long and hard about it and choose my words wisely. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, I don't want to offend them. And I also know because I've been on the other side of asking people's advice. Yeah. And not being in the headspace of really wanting to hear it. Maybe they need a cheerleader. Maybe they just want to vent, a sounding board. So um, I try to think about those things when I'm the one giving the feedback. And I guess somewhat you're, I don't want to say walking on eggshells, but feedback can really make or break a friendship um, or any relationship when it's not handled properly. I I agree. I had someone say like, you know, it's important how you say this to me just because I really value your opinion and I value how you view me. Mm. And so if I think that based on your feedback, you're viewing me as less than I want to be viewed by you, that could cause an issue. You know, like if I want you to, I want you to like me and now you're presenting Mm. this as if you don't like me that makes me feel guarded or that Mm. makes me feel less secure with you. Um, So yeah, it's definitely something, something to be mindful of on the giving and receiving part, which I think like we're all learning, like the podcast is about your journey throughout womanhood. And I feel like as a young woman, now I see things and I'm like, okay, maybe this could have gone differently. Maybe you could have handled, but you really do have to be able to hold yourself accountable and be like, okay, I could have done that better. Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, when you're the giver and if you feel like someone gave you the criticism, not in a good way, you have to hold them accountable and say, Hey, I think you could have delivered this a little bit better to me. Yeah. So we talked a lot about our openness to receiving feedback, but I wanted to get into giving it, which we kind of talked on a little bit with the last question, when someone gives you feedback, yeah. 
what are some ways they can do it so that it's more well-received mm-hmm. or a positive experience? Okay. So one, I think you need to have a good grasp on where you stand in your relationship with that person. Mm. If you and the person have been on the outs about anything, but specifically about the thing that you're about to give them advice on, (laughs) maybe don't give the advice at all, right? Or you might have to say, hey, can I suggest something? And like, you really maybe even have to like downplay it a little bit, you know, like, hey, can I give you this piece of advice? Or, um, you know, this is one perspective and obviously you don't have to consider it, but, you know, I just want to put it out there so you can have it. So maybe a a less pushy approach and more of a, here's a suggestion. Uh, Here's what I think based on the information that I have. But first and foremost, there has to be a solid relationship. And even if you've had a solid relationship in the past, like if Miyosha and I are on the outs, that ain't the time. Mm-hmm. It's just not, in my opinion. But yeah, what do you think? So I agree with everything that you mentioned. And we talked a lot about timing earlier, even if the approach, the words, everything, if the timing is off, yeah, you can forget about it. <laughs> what do you think is an example of bad timing? Mm, I have an example in my personal life that I, I'm not going to talk about on the podcast because okay. it involves family, mm-hmm. but just reading the room. And this goes into my next point, I guess it's kind of connected, Mm -hmm. but not giving lazy feedback. And what I mean by lazy is doing a little bit of research or digging to maybe find out if it's the right time or observing, taking into consideration certain things. And I know that it seems very simple, but if a person has this big thing going on in their life, you should take that into consideration in terms of timing, if you're aware of it. And if you're not, maybe it's close with them. Maybe you ask like, Hey, what's been going on with you? Yeah. And also what I mean by lazy is you may feel very confident that you have the best advice about whatever situation or uh, feedback that you're going to give. But I think you should ask more questions first Hmm. to find out the full scope Because I find that even when people are giving feedback, it's only from their lens and the information that they have access to. And so I think by opening up the conversation with questions, finding out more about it, because there may just be more things going on Mm -hmm. that affect the feedback that you're going to give. Not to say that you can't give it, but just do a little bit more legwork up front. And that would involve making sure it's the right time, asking more questions up front, finding out more information so that when you present the feedback, it's more well-rounded and not just from pieces of information that you're trying to put together and you haven't done any legwork. In addition to like time, I think this goes with time, but I would say space. So I know for me, um, a public space isn't necessarily the best, you know, space I give me certain types of feedback, like you could have pulled me to the side <laughs> and, and told me that like, you really could have, you know, just even, I would even say not just pulling to the side, but mm-hmm. waiting because yeah. I've been in a situation where someone's given me feedback and I felt like it wasn't the right place. Mm-hmm. Like we were in, you know, maybe you're in public and you're even pulled to the side, but if you're out for the day, the night on vacation, right. Like you can give the feedback, but 
be more patient to where it's in a space that makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So for, for me, like it wouldn't work like, because I, I don't like being <laughs> caught off guard, especially in a negative sense. And of course, like all feedback isn't negative feedback, but just um, any type of feedback, I think that can be handled privately should be. So like I'm in academia and like for certain exams and like obviously when I get to my dissertation defense like those are kind of public spaces so I'm going to be receiving feedback and getting asked questions on the spot in front of people but most of the time in your life it's not even that deep so wait until it's just us you know and I think any adult should be able to not be so impulsive right so just wait till it's a good space a good place for us to have that discussion especially if you want me to receive it well amen (laughs) (laughs) any final thoughts or advice that you have on um, either giving or receiving feedback that you'd like to share yeah I would just say um if you're in a space where you're asking someone for their feedback take a moment to I guess, get your head in a space of openness, not to say that you're going to take all of their advice, yeah. but to not be so guarded, especially if you're the one asking and seeking it out. Uh, because I think in you asking, that may mean that there's some level of trust mm. that you have from them. Yeah. And if you don't have that trust, maybe you shouldn't be asking them. Maybe that's not the right person. So um, yeah, just get your head in a space of openness to really hear them out. I think mine would be that if you have given someone feedback already and you can tell that they're guarded about it already, maybe don't pile it on. Mm -hmm. Read the room a little bit. Trust that what you said was heard, right? Um, And it's now up to them to take it or leave it but you've already said it. So there's no point in like piling it on to say it again and again and again, especially if they're already guarded because now you've created an environment where they're even more guarded if that's even possible. And that doesn't get anybody anywhere. So yeah, and also have good intentions and have have the intentions that know like I did my part and that's all that I can do. Like all you can do is give the critique. They now have to implement it if they see it fit, but just be able to come with that. Okay, I gave, I did what I could. I gave all I could. And now it's not up to me, you know? And if they need something, maybe because you didn't pile it on, they'll come back and ask, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's the advice that I have for this topic. But um, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. You've heard our thoughts on this topic but we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals Podcast, where we'll continue this conversation over the next week. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that now. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. Until next time, bye. Bye.